0: Hello there, welcome to episode 61 of Nevermind the Bullens. It's your bite-sized Everton podcast and vodcast. I'm Mike Peters. Uh, Season hoving interview rapidly. First game of the season on Saturday, which I think, you know, we are all excited about, but equally, I think we're a bit uh, trepidatious. Um, We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, firstly, positive things for uh, that uh, ground has been broken at Bramley Moor. Club sending out alerts about that, uh, which is uh, terrific. So off the pitch, things are good. Uh, Loving new kit, uh, rainbow training shirt, which looks spectacular. Definitely won't get uh, run over while you're jogging wearing that because it's an extraordinary bit of kit. But all for a good cause. Uh, that's been released as well. Um, on the pitch, less good. Um, if, uh, like me, you uh, went to Old Trafford on uh, on Saturday, uh, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Or if you watched it online, I paid for the privilege of being there. Um, but before we get to actually what happened on the pitch, I've got to talk about what happened before I got into the ground. Now, um, we went to get sandwiches because it was a lunchtime kickoff. Two kids with us, they're going to be hungry kids for you we were hungry as well so went and got uh, tesco meal deals as you do And um, even went to the extent of buying extra drinks that were in cartons i said we won't be able to take bottles into the ground um so we'll get them so that there's no issues when we get to the gate with with the bag they can check it there'll be nothing that they can say is is um not allowed in the ground get to 50 yards away from the ground and um and I've had dozens of emails from United over the course of the last couple of weeks since I bought the tickets. I was sat up in the the Upper East Stand, wasn't sat in the Everton section, and um, no point did it say bags were not allowed in the ground. So we get there, and I'm like, right, um, (laughs) what's the, no bags? And they're like, no, no, nothing at all. I said, well, what what about food? Why are we supposed to take food in? Well, you can't take food in. What do you mean? You have to buy food and drinks in the ground. I'm thinking, no, I'm not doing that. So they send you round the corner to drop your bag off where you have to then pay a fiver, which apparently goes to the United Foundation. A bloke behind me in the queue uh, did say, well, at least it's not going to the Glazers. Mm. Uh, but I just thought, I've ne- and I did say to the two stewards, I said, I have never known in all of my years going to football a ground where you cannot take Food or drinking or a bag in, providing they've been checking it and you've got no uh, items that are dangerous or anything like that that obviously on the list of banned items. So United have decided that. Not only did they decide that, but they mag wand you before you get into the ground. Now I understand they're security conscious, of course. Obviously they had that bomb scare a couple of years ago. I get that, but it just seems a bit over the top. And it, I mean Liverpool have had issues with their ticketing this weekend, but I just that it, it just was not the fact that they said that you can't take them in, that's annoying in itself, but the fact they hadn't in all the emails they'd sent, not once had they said, you cannot bring bags into the ground on the email. Absolutely crazy. Anyway, so fiver to drop the bag off, Right. And I queued up and for well, by fluke, the girl who I who I went to, um, her window, and she had run out of till roll in her card machine. So she couldn't actually charge me. So I did get it for free and went and picked it up, no problem at the end. But I just thought it's absolutely ridiculous. And in any event, we did actually end up taking drinks in with us and they were fine with it. Nobody had an issue. So absolutely crackers. I think that's a bit of a an overzealous policy. And we did see kids in the ground that had um had bags with them. So I, it doesn't seem a, you know, a, a cut and dry policy anyway. Um, on the pitch itself, um, as a result of all this fun and games, we literally got in as the players had already come out and we're literally about to kick off. Um, and uh, United ran rings around us in the first half. Um, they played some really good football and our midfield was almost non-existent. Alan and Abdelayda just got run around like you, you wouldn't believe. Um, and obviously a couple of mistakes occurred that Jordan Pickford and Luke Dean. I know Jordan Pickford is very, very rusty um, and made a couple, dropped another one. Uh, he put Lerpak on his hands, obviously before the game uh, in the first half, spilt a shot. We got away with that. The first goal was a really poor goal to concede. Then the second one didn't mark properly at a set piece. Harry Maguire just got up above, it was a Good cross from Luke Shaw, but we didn't mark it properly. And then the third one was a lovely free kick from uh, Bruno Fernandes. I haven't watched any of the highlights back at all. Why would I? Um, but, I just didn't quite understand the week before the start of the season. I know, obviously, p- p- there were players that weren't available. Um, I know there was a couple of precautionary ones where Dominic Calvert-Lewin and I think, uh, and, uh, Gabamin and Andre Gomez had, had had some sort of collision in training or something or other. So they were not being risked. I get that, and Calvert-Lewin hasn't had a particularly big break, and he's a, he's a doubt anyway for, as a result of all this stuff for for the Southampton game. But I didn't understand what tactics we were trying to play because we played Alex Iwobi, who... And we've talked about him many, 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 many times on this podcast. I think most of us have made up our mind about him. But I have to say, on Saturday, I thought he was very industrious. He used the ball well, but there was very, there's nothing for us to hit at all. Nothing for us to hit, and so it just invites pressure onto your back four. We weren't all over the, you know, weren't all that. Seamus Coleman got the run around from Dan James uh, repeatedly, um, but uh, you know. Uh, on the plus side, I can say I've seen James Rodriguez play. Again, he just looks a cut above. I know he's obviously a very expensive player for us to have. It's two hundred grand a week, and there's arguments that money can be better spent. I've made that argument here about uh, other players, Bernard, for example. But I just want, looking at it, he's the only player that we've got on the pitch on Saturday, we had on the pitch, that is genuinely world-class and a cut above. And you're just thinking, if our ambition is to compete with those top six teams and be in that mix, he's a player that we need to keep. He had nothing to hit. He tried, he he was there, obviously got hauled off at half-time. I just don't quite see what the plan is. I couldn't work out what the game plan was. We played with no focal point in attack. I thought, Damari Gray, I really liked the look of him. I was very impressed with what he did. He worked really hard. Should have scored in the second half. Alex Owe put the ball across maybe a little bit too quickly and he couldn't quite get his toe on the end of it to put it in the back of the net. Andros Townsend worked hard, had a good chance, hit the crossbar second half. And We were much, much better second half, but equally United had, had, you know, dropped down the gears a bit because they knew the game was won. Um... It, you know, Moyes Keane wasn't picked for whatever reason. Not quite sure why that was. Um, whether it's to do with him going, but um, we clearly need striking options. Um, and I'm not quite sure what the what the plan is. It was lovely to see Lewis Dobbin. Uh, I mean, I suppose there's a there's a joke to be made here that you know our only striker on the bench is named after the horse and Rent a Ghost. One for the kids there. Um, you know that says it. And this lad obviously he's been pulling up trees in the in the under-18, scoring lots of goals, and that's terrific. But if we're going to give him a go if he's genuinely an option for us this season, he only got 14 minutes. He should have been brought on longer. The game was well gone. Um, so it was a very, very disappointing and frustrating afternoon, but entirely expected as well. Um, I'm just not quite sure. There's a huge amount of pessimism um, doing the rounds on, on social media since, since Saturday. And generally with, with the transfer policy, they're the only players that we've signed a couple of weeks yet. We want to try and get players in and we just don't seem to have done it. There seems to be an issue with Denzel Dumfries. That seems to be a lot of to and throwing on that. We probably do need a right back. Um, we certainly need more in midfield, no question about it. And we obviously need extra options up front because looking on Saturday, we are going to be in, basing it on that. Um, we're going to be in for a very long season, if if that is anything to go by. And I don't want to, you know, sound the you know the klaxon of doom too early, but that's really concerning. Charleston, we're going to be missing for a couple of weeks while he has a rest after the Olympics. Congratulations to him for getting the gold medal. Fantastic stuff, even if he did miss a penalty, but still, you know, part of that winning team. That's great, but that then impacts us. So it's like, right, who are we getting in um, to help solve these squad issues? What is the transfer policy? What is the plan? Who are we trying to get in? Because at the moment, we're not seeing anything and that's really, really concerning. So, I actually, as I was coming in, uh, just been in the gym this morning, and I came in, and a bloke saw me wearing an Everton top as I come back from the gym, and he went, "Oh, great top that!" And he said to me, "What do you think is going to happen on Saturday?" And I said, "I genuinely have no idea. Genuinely have no idea, because I, I think it's 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 roller six to start to see what a what team we put out, what and um, how we perform." Um, I, I, so, you know, this should be pre-season optimism and all the rest of it, and. Based on that on Saturday and everything else that has been happening over the last few weeks and players that you know supposedly Rafa Benitez doesn't want and all of this, it's like, what are we trying to do? What is the plan? What are we trying to achieve? I'm sure he's got a plan. The problem is, is that it's very difficult for the rest of us to fathom what it is. And there's been very little forthcoming. I know he came out and obviously said we were poor. There was no argument about that on Saturday. Again, didn't watch his post-match comments. What was the you know what was the point? I could make up my own mind, but. It's it's deeply concerning with the season. What well, as I record this on Tuesday afternoon, um, <laughs> a matter of four days away, and this is the situation that we're in, um, where we players are fit on Saturday, but we do need to get bodies into the squad. Begovic did well when he came on as well, and and that was that was pleasing. Tom Davies I thought looked good when he came on to replace Allen, um, but there's a lot of questions to be asked. Um, and very or being asked and a very few of them are being answered so far so hopefully Saturday will bring us all together and we'll be able to be the 12th man and bring you know hopefully three points at home and fingers crossed I shall be there just waiting on uh, some cricket-based stuff to decide whether I'll be back at Goodison for the first time or whether I'll have to wait again Um, third postponement of my return to Goodison but You will be there, all being well on Saturday. Uh, And if you're not, I know you'll be cheering on the boys and we'll be keeping our fingers crossed and everything crossed. So, until next time, uh, I'll do a match review, obviously, of the Southampton game uh, early next week. Uh, This has been a top content production. You can message me at NMTVPod on Twitter, drop me a voice note uh, through the link on the podcast, uh, on the uh, description of the podcast, uh, or nmtvpod at gmail.com on the email. Until next time, come on you blues.